begin our celebration in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. So I want to welcome those here at Blessed Sacrament Church, those praying with us via live stream as we gather for our sharing faith series and our way of the cross. Our Lenten, one of our Lenten practices here in our family of parishes to uh, witness to the faith uh, and also to walk with Jesus in this spiritual pilgrimage of his sacrifice and death, which of course, as we celebrate Lent, leads us to Easter in a way that we can be disciples sharing the new life of the resurrection here and now. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, as we journey through this Lenten season, we seek a transformation of our hearts and our lives. May this Lenten journey that we do not alone, but as a community of faith, draw us closer to you and to one another, so that we can be faithful messengers of hope and of light in a world that is in the midst of darkness. May we witness to our faith each and every day and be able to carry our crosses for your sake and for the sake of the gospel. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. I'm going to invite everyone to please be seated. This is uh, our third witness in our Sharing Faith series. And uh, once again, I want to thank all of you for being here, and I want to thank the witnesses who accepted the invitation. Uh, they have been powerful witnesses of faith. Uh, I think that invites all of us uh, to respond to God's call in our lives to be disciples, uh, and their witnessing and their sharing is a great gift to us. Again, for those of you who have not watched or been here before, I basically, when I extended the invitation, and I gave four things for the uh, witnesses to share, a framework. They could do whatever they want with it. Here's kind of four things to focus in on, and uh, I don't see them or hear them in advance, uh, and uh, they've all been a blessing. So the four things are, the first is a brief introduction of who you are. What does Lent mean to me? Describe a moment, situation, opportunity where you encounter Jesus in a meaningful way that you can share. And how do I try to live as a faithful disciple today? So those uh, simple points, and uh, I, I told them, go kind of where God leads you. So tonight, uh, for our third uh, session of our Sharing Faith series, I'm going to invite Megan King, who is one of our young people from St. Joseph's Church, uh, and who has been involved in many, many, many things in our family of parishes and always eager to get involved. Come on now, let's give her a round of applause. Hello everybody. Um, if you don't already know, my name is Megan King and I've lived in Chatham, Kent for most of my life. Um, I grew up going to St. Joseph Church for their 8 a.m. Mass every Sunday. I know, really early. <laughs> I'm so grateful every Sunday when I have to wake up to the calls of my parents trying to get me, my sister and I up for Mass. 
But um, that mass became a home away from home for me. I grew up being very involved in my church. I was an altar server. I've done readings. I have. I was a host during COVID, and I ran the PowerPoint projector for years. You probably also recognize my name from our amazing bulletin as being the summer student at the parish for the last three summers and also running the online Sunday Friends program. Currently, I'm at my first year at Humber College in their film and television production program. I'm very honored uh, Father John has asked me to come and talk to you guys today during this Lenten season. Lent has always been a special time for me growing up. It is the time when the color purple comes out and when Tim Horton starts their roll up the rim contest. <laughs> I know, great times. But growing up, I have learned that Lent means a lot more than these mediocre things. Lent is the time where we get ready for Jesus' resurrection. Now, I know that's probably all you guys hear, but the real question is that I always try and ask myself is, how do we get ready for Jesus' resurrection? Well, I find that the first step, and maybe in the most important step, is to try and figure out what kind of relationship we have with God. Is it the kind of relationship where when we come home after a long day of work or school, and we've been constantly getting these text messages from someone, but we've been just pushing it back until we finally have time to respond to them. But even when we do have that time, we get distracted by the TV. Or is it that relationship where we can tell this person everything? I mean, like literally anything, no matter how it's good, bad, or ugly, we can just tell this person anything, and they'll always be there listening, listening, uh, listening and guiding us through life, being there to catch us if we fall or hold our hand through it. That is the kind of relationship that I have discovered that God wants us to have with him. So. Now let's see, like we've kind of looked back on our relationship with God and maybe we realize we're leaving a few messages and calls unanswered. So how do we make that relationship stronger? Well, I find for me that's very helpful is trying to get to know God. A relationship is a relationship where you get to know each other. There's a 50-50 mark. God is always giving us that 50%, and so we have to give him ours. So um, there's this quote from a Matthew Kelly book I'm currently reading, and he states in it that knowing about Jesus is not the same as knowing him. I highly recommend any of his books. They're always amazing. But this quote really stood out to me because, well, I know about Jesus. I know, well, I know like the miracles he performed, the people he talked to. Well, I even know where he was born. But is that really knowing him? When we get to really get to know Jesus and God, then we're able to build that relationship where we can tell God everything about ourselves. And he can be there to journey us, be with us for this journey to Lent. I'm gonna tell you guys a little story about maybe a time when I did not really have the best relationship with God. Um, but how God was always waiting there for me to give, for me to give him my 50%. I just, I just graduated grade seven, and I was heading to the middle of nowhere outside of Ottawa to go to a summer camp with my friend. Um, at this point in my life, I was kind of losing a lot of my faith. I just didn't really see a lot of point in it. Um, 
I would still go to church every Sunday. I would listen for about 20% of it and then kind of clock out and start thinking about other things in my life. I would probably say if I didn't have as devoted parents as I did, I would probably stop going to church as a whole like most of my classmates. But um, at this camp, it was a heavily Christian camp, and they always tried to like throw in different lessons from the gospel and of Jesus. On the first day, they like gave us these pieces of paper that had 10 Bible verses on them, and they said if we're able to memorize any of the Bible verses and say them to our counselor, we would get some prize. At the time, I didn't really care too much, so I didn't do it. Um, so we were about like halfway through the camp, and every night we did campfire. And at campfire, we usually listened to some music that the counselors performed. And one of the counselors went up and were a witness of faith. They would talk to us about their faith journey and give us some advice. So I forget the name of the counselor that night, but she was talking about the importance of being close to God, that if we aren't close to God, then we just can't function as a human being. So I was listening to her, but you know, at the time, like I said, I was really not feeling any closeness with God. At the end of her talk, at the end of her talk, she said to us, you know, you guys are welcome to stay here, listen to some more music, or you guys can just go back to your cabins. I had some urge to stay, so I did. So I was just standing there listening to the music, and I heard these two counselors talking behind me, and I knew they were talking about me. I didn't know exactly what they were saying, but it just felt like they were talking about me. One of them then came up behind me, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and she asked for my name. I told her, and she said, hello. Megan, my name is Kira. Can I say a prayer for you? I was a little shocked at first. I have never seen this counselor yet at my time at this camp. So I was like, sure, why not, you know? So she starts talking to me and saying this prayer to me. She puts both of her hands on my shoulders and she starts telling me that the, lo the love that God has for me, how beautiful is, how magnificent is, that it is stronger than the toughest stone. It doesn't bend or break at anything. And then she hopes one day I'm able to experience that love and I can understand it. I don't think I would be here right now if I did not hear those words from Kira. I just remember completely like just breaking down in tears and just feeling this, like somebody was hugging me and letting me know that they were always gonna be there for me. Um, it was an amazing gift and a debt I don't think I could ever repay back. It felt like in that moment, my soul was this gas stove and someone just went up and cranked it up all the way. <laughs> I just hope that one day you all have or will experience the same thing I did that day. God's love is more beautiful and magnificent than any of us can ever imagine. So one of the last things I'm gonna talk about is how I live as a disciple of Jesus today. And I think I can give a one word simple answer for this. It's love. Love is in every one of Jesus' teaching. He said to the Pharisees that the two greatest commandments are, you shall love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He says the word love in both of them. I think being a, a disciple of Jesus today is being a giver of love. And I think our world, our world really needs it today. I can go on and on about all the places in the world that need love today, and it's sad to say that I'd probably be here all night if I did. So being a, liver, a, a giver of love is giving love to 
every single person you meet today, no matter how small or large, you give them that love, because then they will give that love in return. There's this quote from this film I really like. It's called Klaus, and in the film, the character Klaus says, a true selfless act always sparks another. Love is selfless and is the most contagious thing on this planet. So if we're able to give love every single day, then it will keep going on. It was only love that Kira gave me that day when I needed it, and it is only love that I give out today. thankful to Megan for sharing uh, a little bit about her life and her faith and uh, the gift of the call of love and uh, Lent is definitely that opportunity to experience the Lord's love in our lives and then of course to share that love so uh, and Megan has done that in, in so many different ways uh, in our family of parishes and in fact in everything that uh, she does so uh, very, very thankful for sharing and uh, you're blessing us with the gift of your witness. So one more round of applause to Megan. Thank you. I think your family's very proud of you and uh, they're in support here tonight as well. <laughs> I was surprised there were no signs, you know, uh, you know, like at the arenas.